You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Hey everybody, it's time for American Winer Monday night, podcastdetroit.com on Studio 3. How's everybody doing? Uh... Getting right into it tonight. First of all, the fucking snow. I hate winter. I hate winter so fucking much. I have to drive down to the city after this, and I am not looking forward to it. I'm seriously considering calling into work because uh, I just don't feel like dealing with uh, the fact that they don't plow around where the, the, the factory where I work and, and, and everything else has to do with it. So uh, we'll see how I feel after the show's over. But um, anyway, my guests tonight are uh, are the owners of Podcast Detroit. Uh Bob, the sales guy, and Dave, the geek from uh, IT and the D. So. I'm so whining about you whining about snow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had to open with something. What's the most obvious thing, you know? Milk right. and bread. Yeah. Milk and bread. Gotta get the bread milk. Gotta get the bread milk. Every time it snows, I think of Bob and everyone, milk and bread, milk and bread, because it's so true. Everyone just rushes to the grocery store, and what do they get? Milk and bread. Every time. You're dead right. And you don't even drink milk. You just have to buy it because it's snowing. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't have any milk. I gotta dig up that meme uh, that we posted on IT and the D uh, a couple years ago. The the snow bands. If it's three to six inches, you need four packages of toilet paper, two gallons of milk. If it's <laughs> if it's six to eight inches, you need eight packages of toilet paper. No, our four most gallons shared our milk. most shared meme of all time was Han and uh, Han and Luke on a tauntaun going going to Meyer. Need anything? Yeah, and it got shared like twenty thousand times. <laughs> yeah, it got like eighty. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> oh man. Well, um, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to spend most of the time whining with you guys because that's uh that's I feel like you guys would be really good at it after listening <laughs> to your show. So uh, <laughs> I've been wanting to get you guys no on offense. here since the beginning, but uh, but I I did want to ask you how you two met and how you started up podcastdetroit dot com. Yeah, I mean, so it's a long story between a man and a man. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it was a- you better qualify that real ethic. <laughs> No, honestly, it's the, the the sales guy and the geek bodes true. I was working for a small data center. It was my first IT job, um, and he was on a list of web hosting services. And you know, no one, for, no one for the two servers. For the, I had at yeah, the time. for the two servers, he was listed as a company, and uh, he was on my rotation to give a call. You know, and I'm 23, whippersnap. You know, I'm like, hi, sir, would you like to buy some co-location services and? Some bandwidth at my data center. Where are you service? Where are your servers today? Would you like them to be here instead? <laughs> right. And now you moved them anyway. Um, but no, I just ended up being like, hey, it was someone that like he actually answered the phone, and it sounded like someone I'd be cool with. So I asked him for beers, and then lo and behold, we had like the Comic Con thing in common, so we started going to cons together, and uh, the you know, the rest, as they say, is kind of history. So well, yeah, we kept running into each other at like Automation Alley, Digital Detroit, all the schlock networking events around town. And by running, like we would both be in the back row going, can you believe this pile of crap that's coming out of these people's mouths? Um, and so it was, hey, you know, there's got to be a way to do this better. And then at the time, it was DetroitNet was born, uh, DetroitNet.org, the networking group for IT folks, which is since renamed as IT in the D. Um, yeah. Well, we just met up at the bar at happy hour and we didn't have speakers and no cover charge and no like, I I hate that college kids have ruined this damn term, but we we wanted to create a safe space for oh. geeks. <laughs> we said it first. When uh, was this? This is if you don't know. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Two thousand one and then oh seven we uh, we're old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then oh seven we really took it uh kind of to the next level. 
where you know I was working. Oh, yeah, we, 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 all right, so they, so uh, two thousand one it starts. Two thousand three, uh, Bob has a kid. I go through a divorce. Kind of falls by the wayside. Oh um, seven, he calls me up and he's like, "Hey man, we got to bring Detroit that back and we got to take it seriously." All right, let's see what happens. Right, and then uh, so I, w- I was actually DJing at the Blackfin. So we started having our happy hours there. Oh no, okay. um, which was you know they gave us the back room and it was actually a cool. Pretty cool place. Well, not, uh, dude, be, before that even. Oh, so it was five, ga- five guys post bar Ferndale. That's that's how I remember it coming back. Right. And was $2, $2 draft yeah. night. <laughs> no, but uh, we, started get, we started amassing a huge following. Um, we got – Well, we started writing a blog. We started writing a blog called Don't Be That Guy and How Not to Suck At. Um, <laughs> then we got asked to speak at events, um, even though we hated speakers, which was kind of the irony of the whole thing. Um but we would teach at like Shifting Gears, the state of Michigan's program for people coming back into the workforce. Um, and then Dave got invited to a to a radio show at Raw Radio X. And then uh, which we is got where a- I met you guys yeah. back in two thousand and thirteen. And the Venn diagram becomes complete. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then they asked us, "Hey, you guys are kind of funny. You guys want a Monday night slot here?" And we're like, "Yeah, all right." Never, <laughs> okay. Never listened to a podcast before. Like literally, never listened to a podcast before in twenty thirteen. You never listened no, to a podcast. No. Wow. Not one. And we're both in the IT industry. We're both techies. We both are on road trips. You know, I, I travel a ton on business. Never listen to one. And then we just sat down and uh, tape recorded our. Drunken- All right, let's let's be honest. We we got drunk as hell before that first because that That's was my, right, yeah. that was my first question was All right, we're gonna hey we're gonna it was uh, a Friday. I, I called him and I'm like hey. Do we want two hours of your time every week? And he was like, yeah, we do. <laughs> like, all right. So then my follow-up question to the folks that ran the place was, all right, where's the closest bar that we can go get schnockered at? Because we're going to have to. So we meet there. So right, we're going on the air at 9. So we meet there at 5.30 <laughs> and proceed to just get obliterated <laughs> and then go the couple miles over to the Russell, um, sit down drunk as hell with a 30-pack of PBR uh Shopping bag or a little shopping bag full of meat sticks, Slim Jims, Slim Jims, and uh, popcorn and Chicago mix, Chicago mix from Better Made. <laughs> wow! And sat and the mics went live, and there and and Karen was was our engineer. But at the it was time. no different than tape recording us at the bar. Yeah, so, if you put mics in front of our faces at a bar, it would have been the same. Yeah, chat. the show kind of evolved into what do IT guys talk about when they're having a drink? So it, really, there was no. We didn't follow any podcasting rules, which is kind of the weird thing. Like, well, we uh, let, okay, we didn't know they were there. We for didn't us know to any follow. rules. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we found out there were rules a couple years into it, and we're like, "Holy shit, we're we're because you guys we back." Well, because we kept getting told we were breaking all of them, and we were like, "Well, but what are they?" Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know no, there were rules down just for us. right now. So. If you go to f- message forums and you go to like podcaster places. They put rules in place. Most of the rules uh, involve uh, use my coupon code. Right. Oh, no, no, no. You can't use that. They're stupid. That's wrong. You got to use this company. Here's the the hosting company you want. And if you're going to do it right, you know, here's my affiliate code. You can go ahead and get X percent off. So then we started smelling the, uh, you know, through the history of the Internet, these type of people bubble up about every three, four years, uh, whether they were, you know, I'm an SEO guru or I'm a, you know. I I'm an ad, I'm a social media guru oh, yeah, or, like, or or buy my book. That's right, the, yeah. That's another one. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I wrote a podcasting book. You should read it. That's where all the real stuff is. 
Like you guys are dumb. So it's all bullshit. Yeah. Then is what you're all saying. All of it is. Yeah. All Pretty of much. It. There are no. That's, that's the beauty of this format. Is there are no rules. Like we we're talk- getting asked to speak less and less at podcasting events. Cause <laughs> that's our first thing. You must unlearn that which you have learned. Like the Yoda things. Like anyone that says there's rules in podcasting, anyone that tells you what is trying to, do, to sell you something. Is trying to sell you something, yeah. or they're full of shit. I agree mm-hmm. with that. I went to school for regular radio, and once I started doing podcast. I like learned right away. Basically, take everything you learn, throw it in a bag, shake it around, throw it on the table, get drunk, and then see what you have. That's basically how it works. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, so it's the that's the beauty of it. Like every time we meet with a new show here, I'm sure we probably had the same conversation with you, um, which is, oh, well, how long should my show be? I don't know. How long do you want it to be? Mm-hmm. We got shows that are 20 minutes long. We got shows that are two hours long. We got shows that are an hour long and take four breaks. We got shows that are two hours long and don't take a break. You know, we've got, you know, shows that, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's, and that's, and the you beast. listen to Rogan, it's just four hours of him rambling while he's high. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's like, that's yeah. all it is anymore. It truly right, is. Right. Which I'm kind of glad he's been getting high because if you've like watched any of the last few, like, big MMA fights or UFC fights like he just he sounds like someone needs to be monitoring his blood pressure the whole time and like he sounds like he takes breaks to like hyperventilate into a paper bag <laughs> like it's just screen talk for hours straight and I am highly concerned like I totally understand why he started smoking so much weed <laughs> he needed it <laughs> take the edge off whenever I think of Rogan I just I, I always he always does this thing where he'll the person who's he's interviewing will be talking and then he'll pull the mic towards himself and he'll be like well, yeah, but and then the next like fifteen minutes is just him talking, right? So, right. That's that's the only that's the first thing that comes into my head when I hear Joe Rogan. Well, like and, you know, and, you, yeah. and like intros. <laughs> I think that's any big one. Mark Marin, Kevin Smith. Yeah, like, yeah. It's totally like. Uh, wait, what was I was talking about? We were talking about you. Wait, yeah. what? No, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. The middle of your sentence interrupted the beginning of mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's one of the things that we're we're big on. Converse, we're conversationalists. We're not interviewers. We're not podcast hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a professional bullshit. Okay, well, no. Te- technically speaking, we are podcast hosts. Let's technically we are. But we're but not. We're not, but I'm we're not, not interviewers yet. Right. <laughs> I can say I'm a race car driver because I'm going 100 down 75, but I'm technically. I'm, no, because that you're not in a race oh, car. Technically, I'm not. Technically. If you're in a, Never mind. If you're in a race car, you could be in a race car doing 20 down 75 and you're a race car driver. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Bad analogy. Um, See, this is why this works. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is already the easiest show I've had to do so far. I've, this is like the least amount of talking I've had to do so far. So this is right. great. But yeah, uh, no, so we started the show June of 2013 uh, was episode one uh, of the IT and the D show. Um, and, and and I don't know. Do we want to get into why we went with that name or do we just let that slide for now? Sure. Why not? Oh, that Let's, was because of the conference. Well, initially the IT and the D was going to be a conference. because We were kicking around the idea of doing an IT conference. Uh-huh. So they didn't exist. And then it kind of sat there, and there was a big, huge mortgage company in town that's buying all the buildings downtown that we won't name. Um, that decided to run with the uh, an IT and the D decided program. to steal our effing name, or at least try to. Yeah. So we uh, a lot of uh, hijinks we, and hilarity ensued, and um, and so we said, "Oh, well, you don't, uh, you're, you you are well. Let's go ahead and double down. Let, let's see how that works." So we renamed everything IT and the D when we launched the podcast. Um, and away we went and, uh, I mean, it was great. I mean, so we, we, like I said, we had no idea what we were doing. So, you know, we were at at Raw Radio X in the Russell Industrial Center, um, for almost two years. Uh, and it was, you know, it was a great place for us to kick the tires and have fun. And I mean, we met some fun people. We had a a lot of laughs. You say that place was a shithole. It was a shit 
whole. Uh, I would never. I would never see that's the industry. Like I would never call the Russell a shithole. It's it's the equivalent. It's the building equivalent of a dive bar. It truly the is the worst dive bar you ever been to. Like a, I've been to dive Dude, we've bars. been to shitty dive bars. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been down there. I've never been down to that building. So no, so I mean, and it was to. cool. I mean, it was you know, it was, it was the the night uh, that I walked out of our studios and saw the guy uh, next door who was outside with a miter box uh, working with some wood, and I and I walked over and I said, "Hey, you know, it's going to you know meeting people because you know networking. It's what we do." Uh, and I was like, "Hey, man, you know what's going on? What do you do?" And he's like, "Oh, a little cinematography, a little videography, a little oh, the porn studio." And I was and I and I look, uh, and his doors open, oh and like, God. and in the front wall is floor to ceiling Polaroids of naked chicks. And I went, "Oh, photography <laughs> and videography." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah," but and this was like in January, and he was like, "Yeah," but. It's cold. <laughs> Bitches don't like to get naked when it's cold. It's fine. The nipples Stop are working the whole on time. sets. Well, the problem was the problem was we were on the fourth floor, and on Mondays they didn't have an elevator operator, and the elevator was always on floor five. Okay, it no. Never... Every time I took that elevator, I got stuck in it. So was it like stuck. an old fashioned one where you had to have somebody the running push it? button? Yeah. No, there was a push button. You had to stop where there's like marker on the wall. It says stop. Huh. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It, so then running those steps, we, you know, we had a uh, falling down our partner at uh, the brewery. He's got MS, man. We had to make him walk up four flights of stuff. It just got to be. Well, and not only old. that, but like, so I remember, I still <laughs> fondly remember. No heater like, air? No, no, no. Like the I first, couldn't catch my breath until I finally got to the studio door. I'm like, <gasps> well, the first, walking up four flights the first of like steps. eight weeks we go there. So we were like you walk you got out of the you got out of the elevator and you took a right and you went to the end of the hallway and then we were the fifth door going down the hallway. The first four doors uh were all labeled grow one, grow two, grow three, grow four. And I'm like, there is no effing way that people are actually that stupid that they're growing weed and they're labeling it. Well, week ten, we come in and all the doors have been busted in. Like clearly, there was the a door jam, and they yeah. started painting all the ones that had been busted green. So yeah. like you could just go and count. And you're like, grow room. Well, and you walk in and it smelled like a Cheech and Chong set. So you'd walk in the rooms after they could busted them. It would it permeated the drywall. Like it never it didn't go away. Like yep, they were that dumb. They were growing weed. Um, so we which, got porn and weed so far. Absolutely. Um, yeah. and, and we're trying to bring executives to talk about people IT. people living in there, too. Yeah. Like, there was one guy who lived down the hallway, and he would walk down the hallway in his boxers in a robe and, like, a white stained T-shirt and go wash his dishes in the bathroom sink. Well, I mean, there was I a thought, cute there was little... A that was Sunday there. night. There was a cute little... Art. Oh, yeah. Well, the scariest part was, which was scarier, the toothbrush in the Russell uh, bathroom or the microwave? <laughs> the micro- and there was a guy in there doing, like, his Excel, Excel spreadsheet spreadsheets. once in a while. Like what are you doing, man? But no, so and then uh, like it was it, always a puddle, always a always puddle. a puddle on the fourth floor. There was always a puddle in the hallway, like always, like like rain had leaked in, but but it wasn't obvious. Got, as to but where in the middle of the got, floor, you've somewhere. got two floors above you. When I first started, and the ceiling wasn't wet. What? Where were the puddles coming from? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> always a puddle. Well, yeah. So I mean, so you know, we it got to the point where we were like, look, like, uh, you know, we had certain guests that were getting ready to come on our show, and we were like, yeah, we can't no, take you here, we can't bring you, because literally, like, it, like the shtick no, was we, had the we CIO would have of Oakland County, and we he had like people got- that well, because he was going to meet us at. So the the right. shtick was, hey, Third Street Saloon was where we would go because that was around the corner. Meet us there like two hours before the show at seven o'clock. Come get hammered with us, and then at like ten to nine, we'd look them dead in the eye and be like, all right, look. 
it's going to look like we're taking you to a torture porn set. <laughs> but I swear to God, we're not taking you to a torture porn set. And so you were like, we're done with this. And we they, well, yeah. So we built our first studio uh, May of 2015. Uh, we built the studio up above, well, what was Activate Gaming, now High Score Lounge. Uh, and it was just going to be us, like our own little private man cave, doing our show, doing our thing. That was it. We had no intention of network or any of that crap because we saw the shit that went on at Raw Radio X. And we were like, yeah, no, screw that noise. Um, but it took like three weeks before people started knocking on the doors and they were like, guys, guys, take us in. <laughs> you have this great studio. You use it for two hours a week. Stop being dicks. Open the doors. We want to do a podcast. So I'm talking to Bob, and he's like, well, I guess we're launching a network. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly the way I said it, too. Yeah, so July of 2015, we launched Podcast Detroit, um, the network out of that single studio. And and then by January of 2016, we were like seven months later, five months later, we were full. Um, We didn't have any more time slots to give people. So we went hunting, found this building that had four perfect studio-sized rooms. And I still remember telling him, I'm like – we're we're building out three like that fourth room is going to be an office because we're never going to need a fourth studio and lo and behold there are now three nights a week where we have all four studios running simultaneously mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean it's it's been a it's been a fun ride what was this building before you guys i'm an in? accounting firm oh okay apparently yeah uh, uh yeah that's that's crazy. You guys have only been around for for two and a half years just about yeah or for uh and you know you just passed your 10 year anniversary of when you called him up and said, Hey, we need to rekindle this, uh, this idea that we had. Yeah. And did you guys like celebrate that moment of, uh, oh, dude, we should have done some at the WAP. I think WAP. they celebrate just, every night they're together. It, bubbled up. <laughs> it was oh. December 6th, December 6th, was, right. 2007. Yeah. You, me, Jeff, Terry Bean, and that Pat guy from the telecommunications yeah. place. Oh, I know Pat. Terry. No, it's not Dave. It's Pat. Eh, whatever. Um, we're sitting around at the Wob upstairs going, all right, yeah, let's bring it back. How do we do this? And that's when we had the come back from the dark side Anakin conversation with right. Terry that he ignored, that he's still angry about that he ignored. Yeah, we had a friend that ran, <laughs> ran Motor City Connect, and it was pretty much for solopreneurs and multi-level marketing people. And we're like, dude, stop that. Like, mm-hmm. let's combine forces. And he was like, nope, I'm good. I'm like, okay, we'll do it on our own. And, and, and now he tells us on a bi-weekly basis how sad he is. <laughs> he <made a> decision. <laughs> Well, had your chance. Wow. Well, uh, th- there's a story right there then. So, yeah, uh, so, then, I mean, that, yeah. that brings us to, I mean, yeah, so that's the, that's IT and the D and then the start of the podcast and the network. And now you guys have up. interviewed like God knows how many, you know, of the, you know, actors. Honestly, and, you know, honestly, we don't like interviewing. You don't no, like dude, interviewing. But that's the coolest, thing. be honest, like that's the coolest shit to us. Like, yeah, we've had CIO, CEOs. We like CEOs. getting the sound drops though. We don't like interviewing. Well, no, I, but I like that part. Like, so the CIO, CEOs and CTOs, they're cool. They're fun. I mean, that's, that's the core part of our show. But like the roller derby girls, pro wrestlers, and like the fact that we do a thing that has like the PR agency that reps Motor City Comic Con loving us is the coolest thing ever. Like we get access to everyone we ever wanted to talk to 30 years ago. Like exactly. You yeah. know, I mean that's that's the coolest thing to us is and then people know who we are and it's yeah. Now like, you know, Anthony and Michael Hall, for example, you know, we got a sound drop going, hey, is Andrew McGall, you're listening to my buddies, Bob and Dave. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't go, let's sit there and go, yo, what was it like to work with <laughs> Judd Nelson in the breakfast? You know, we were like, I don't, 
come on, man. Like, you know. No, but, but you let, can't. There's no good questions to but ask. But let's be so. honest, we do it right. Like when we interview like Leah Thompson. All right, hey, coming up, you know, coming up next, we've got Leah Thompson from Howard the Duck. Like, no, we're not going to talk Back to the Future. We're going to. I want to talk to you about Howard the Duck. And we'll never uh, ask what was it like to work with because I think that's the most asinine question we see it all the time. At oh, panels. we felt so. Oh God, who was the Duck? Uh, oh, it was Joy Lauren Adams because yeah. uh, like she did a panel that like she was and uh, she is. So adorable. Like the only time we've ever both vapor locked hard really? and been unable to talk was. No, and the other chick too. No, uh, you vapor locked on Britney. 16 or whatever that was. You vapor locked on Britney Daniel. I, <laughs> I did totally not. Did. Um, but no, Joey Lauren Adams had us both vapor locked. You know, the girl from Chasing Amy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. What's fun? I know her from Michael. Have you ever seen okay. Michael? Yep, yep. The movie with John Travolta yep. as the angel. It's a terrible movie. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> um, but yeah. No, so Joey, uh, Joey Lauren Adams. Uh, and so, like, we both vapor locked just ridiculously hard yakking with her. But I mean, like, but that's, and that's the cool thing is, like, even. Even that stuff, like we don't get that access without our stupid podcast that's well, just us drinking. Well, it's funny though. When we first started carrying around the remote, the first one I ever got was Ty Mock from The Last Dragon where I said, hey, can you say Bruce you're listening Leroy. to our show? Yeah, Bruce Leroy. Can you let's say you're listening to our show? Then the next two years, we spent the whole day on the floor at the Comic-Con just asking for drops. Hey, can you say – then the year three, we got the – you and every other asshole on the planet that has a podcast, no, we're not doing this. It became like we were almost like a nuisance. Like everyone has, oh, another one of these stupid podcasts. Well, our, our running yeah. joke is one out of every two Americans has listened to a podcast because one out of every two Americans has a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's such a joke. Yeah. It's, or this year, I have to, we have to get vouched from the PR firm. So yep. like, hey, can you do a drop? Ask ask them. Then they'll walk if over. If the PR firm says, uh, yeah, then we're good. And they come, oh, my God, these guys. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Oh shit! Well, my next like twelve questions are going to be like, what's it? What was it like to interview this person? So I guess I'll scrap all of those. <laughs> no, honestly, that's no, a, no, we did no, that. That's a joke. Way. That was a joke. Oh, we did Kelly a, LeBrock. We had, so we to speak. Her, um, <laughs> we let her call in. Like we don't do call-ins. We have to be in person. Like we hate call-ins because you don't get an inflection, yeah, tone yeah. or anything. Um, and Kelly LeBrock. Um, we got to interview her. What? What she talked about? Like we didn't talk about anything. No, her. You know, was uh, her A and E show with her daughter. Yeah. Um, who's also stunning. Right. <laughs> yeah, for anyone who cares at home, uh, the Steven Seagal years were not good to Kelly LeBrock, uh, but she's rebounded nicely. Oh, that's good to hear. Because, hell yeah. yeah she <laughs> <laughs> we, did a, we did a little... Do you know who we, you are? We interviewed no. you on the phone and the podcast, <laughs> and you were funny and... You went, you went Chris Farley really on pretty. it. Oh, we totally did. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> remember? Remember when you were in the shower? Remember? Remember? Remember when your skirt blew up in Women in Red? That was, I, that remember. Was awesome. I remember. <laughs> I remember. I remember. One of my like th- this is why I won't do funny one liners either because I learned that I'm not alone. Oh, <laughs> um, so Lacey Underall from Caddyshack, who I'm totally if you don't have a crush on her, you were born in like the 2000s. Um, you know. And then I went up to her and I said, so I guess Nova is a nice change from dreary old Manhattan. And she she literally blank rolled is, her eyes. Blank <laughs> stare. And I go, yeah. I'm not the first guy that said that. She's like, she just really like, you think I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, well, that's like going up to Anthony Hopkins and asking him, you know, if he's going to have a Chianti with that or something. Right. So, right. But, fava bean, but it's you like know. you got to do it at the same time. Like that's what you're thinking. You know, it's like that's what you associate this person well, with. You, uh, like, I have honestly, to see I'm them sorry. do it. I have to see their reaction. To totally. It, you know? Brittany Daniels was the funniest because the best part of that whole conversation. Well, actually, two funny parts of that conversation is I'm sitting there with a task cam, the handheld recorder. Um, 
for like 10 minutes. We're like doing the interview back and forth. And like all of a sudden out of nowhere, like the volunteer security guy is like, whoa, 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 whoa. what's that you got in your hand? Because it kind of looks like a taser. And I'm like, dude, one, it's the handheld voice recorder. I'm like, and two, if it was a taser and you're just figuring that out now, she's already in our trunk. So you suck. <laughs> but then, so then we walk around and, we're in, and we, had, you know, we had a great conversation with her and then we're walking back around and uh, she stops us and she's like, Hey, you guys are local. Where do I want to, she asked Bob, where do I want to go to dinner tonight? And Bob's like, dinner, dinner, dinner. I, you get, um, I would, you should, um, I got, I got, I got, I got Yelp. It's yeah. the best. Oh, so bad. <laughs> but like Jimmy Walker from Good Times, we just wanted him to say, you know, the IT and the D show is Dino Mind. Dino Mind. And he goes, he's, I don't say that shit. I don't, <laughs> the only reason I don't do that shit. The only reason you're here is because you say that shit. Like, no one <laughs> you watched. said it once and you're going to say it again. You got, you got the, the woman from Weird Science to say, what do you, what do you two little well, maniacs? What do you two little maniacs yeah. like to do for? Oh, that, oh dude. Yeah. yeah just, so, I got that. I, I'm not going to lie. Totally. Weak in the knees when that when she said. And there's it. no like <laughs> pick the favorite one. There's so many. Like we got Ted Stryker from Airplane. Like and we have him do custom. Dude, like, we he have... is the funny. And I swear to God, he is the fun. I I aspire to be as funny as he is. Like now, but let alone when he when I'm that age. He's 67, and he went 15 minutes of straight up like like Bob Saget comedy. Like you, you're like this guy's because oh, he started. Guy. He was like, hey, you know, this is Robert Hayes, but. Wait, no, that's not that's not good enough. Let me do another one. And and he and he just like took the thing out of my hand and, he, and then he just riffed for fifteen minutes. And he was like, "You think you guys can get something out of that?" I'm like, "Yes, yes sir." <laughs> and he's like a hero to us. Like we're like, 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 but the thing is, like you know, like Christy Swanson, for example, we were the only ones. Everyone's there. Oh my God, Buffy! You know, I, I love you, Buffy. We're like. No, dude, where's my car? I want to touch your hoo-hoos. So, we're like, <laughs> so we got her to say, like, this is Christy Swanson. And Bob and Dave touch my hoo-hoos. We had her sign the autograph. And she was like, you are literally the first people to ever ask me to do that. Like, <laughs> oh, there you go. You got There, there was one where you, right. you were the first. Thank so. God I don't have to sign the stupid wooden stake for the mm-hmm. 3,000th time today. Although, uh, and then I, John Schneider is still one of my favorites just because of his reaction. Um, so he pissed me off. See, I thought that was no. See, um, Andrew McCarthy pissed me off. Uh, John him. Schneider was funny. So John Schneider, you know, one of the Duke brothers from uh, Dukes of Hazard. You know, we we do our thing and we're hanging out. We're yak with him, and we say, "Hey, you know, can you get a drop from me?" And he was like, "Well, sure, yeah. What do you want me to say?" Just you know, hey, this is Bo Duke from the Dukes of Hazard. You're listening to a couple of good old boys. He had a look, and he like, and he sits back and he looks at it. He's like, "Man." Why does everybody only care about – and he points at his banner. He's like, do you see all the things that I've done since then? And we're like – and I look at him and I go, John, nobody's here for the new stuff. Just play the classics. Play the hits. Mm-hmm. And he goes, all right. Give me your thing. And he's, he's like, hey, this is John Schneider. You know, Bo Duke's you know, Duke's – and he goes, hey, this is John Schneider from – and he turns around and everything reads off. the entire banner. Yeah. And then he goes, <laughs> oh, yeah. And from the Dukes of Hazzard. So that was so. I, when I listen, that's you guys still play that. So oh, he was absolutely. actually reading off of a list. Oh, he absolutely him, did. Huh? Yeah, oh, he turned God. around and read from his entire banner that entire drop. So he yeah, didn't he even did. know what shit he's been on. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. Nobody cares. But yeah, no. Andrew McCarthy broke my heart because like I, I wanted to talk pretty in pink. I wanted to talk, you know, whatever. He literally had his stupid Comic Con assistant like put up cardboard around his booth so that you couldn't take pictures of him. Just walking by, um, and he only wanted to talk about his two appearances on Law and Order SVU. Really, like oh. Jack well, Hole. Nobody. I'm like Fredo. That's fun. You broke my heart. 
I've never. I, I'll say this: I know Pretty in Pink, but I don't know who Andrew McCarthy is. So uh, I mean, mannequin? he didn't. The cardboard was unnecessary. So mannequin weekend of Bernie's was the guy weekend of Bernie's. Oh, okay. It was him and Jonathan Silverman. Oh, okay. he, was, he was the Brad Pack. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The Rob yeah. Lowe, like that whole group of yeah, yeah. The yeah. John Gene Hughes, Spader, Bruce, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fire, yada yada yada. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we're at the bottom of the hour, so let's. Uh, what do you guys want to whine about? It's uh, whiners. Winers. Okay, great, great topic. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> Are we starting? Oh, yeah. So what I no, no, like when you said pick something you want to whine about, and my I always whine about whiners. And people about that, complainers. Can we people that don't know how to act like adults in a freaking podcast studio? That too. We start there. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. People that complain about the snow. The when things they've been living I've in seen. Michigan for forty years. Like, um, I, like I, I understood it when I lived in D.C. I got it. D.C. is a very transient population. A lot of people coming in and out every year. You're probably not familiar with it. Not a lot of people flocking to Michigan. You've dealt with this at least once before. Oh in your God, life. yeah. Well, so knock it off. Dave and I on, on the side. We have a hobby podcast called the Worst Meatball Sandwich Ever. That I love. And we didn't really <laughs> understand the true volume of whining. unless you read one star Yelp reviews at places you like to go to, mm-hmm. and the stuff we've read shocks me i i would like to say that i'm surprised and shocked but i'm really not uh just example vegans like read the reviews i went to mr paul's chop house and they didn't have enough vegan options uh, it's just like or no or, you to, yeah. or the ones that go to vegan restaurants and bitch it's like you, you, well, and we open well, but we opened that res- we opened that it, uh, episode with a disclaimer. Like you've brought that on yourself. You've, oh yeah, you've you've opened a restaurant catering to the niche within the niche within the whiniest niche of the niches. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wineception. Yeah, people leave one star reviews for things like McDonald's and car washes and Starbucks, mm-hmm. and it's like the last thing I would ever think about <laughs> is to whine about my experience. At a car wash, let alone a McDonald's, let alone a Starbucks. We we had a really good run for a while where anybody that left a stupid review somewhere that we liked almost inevitably had also left a one-star review for a car wash. I don't get Like there was a one-to-one correlation there for the longest time. There, the, the, you know what that is? Those are people that have absolutely no power in anything else in their life, and that's the one place right. where they feel like they can – people listen that's to them. I say the two worst people in the world – our message forum moderators and HOA presidents, <laughs> because it, it totally hits to that. Like you have no power in the free world. Someone gave you a clipboard and the and the and the button and the no button, mm-hmm. and now you can run rampant and just check red check marks, red check marks. Your garage door is open. Fifty dollar fine. You know. Oh, I didn't like your post. I deleted it. You know. I. I Seriously, those those group of people, and I don't know what they get out of it. Like, do they go like, oh, I showed them, and they sit on their couch at night and go, yeah, I got them. Like, maybe it's the closest I mean, to power they were ever they will ever feel. So I think it just goes straight to the head. Is it like the 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 bully, like the junior high bullies that they grow up? Yeah, like, now they have an asshole boss, and they they crave to be that bully again, and they can't because oh, yeah. they're so meek. No, see, I think it's the I think it's the people that were picked on. Oh, because revenge! Like, how many high school bullies are going to grow up to want to be an HOA president? Let's be real. (laughs) (laughs) Jason's revenge. That's actually a good movie idea. Like the bully that like got bullied so bad that he comes back and he becomes like a mass murderer. 
I'm sure I it's think been done. there's sure like a lot of it. documentaries that start out that way. Like, <laughs> yeah, <it's>, uh, <laughs> Anything related to a school shooting, for example. Right. <laughs> That's kind of how like, that goes. <laughs> not saying I got it or I understand it or I get it, but like pretty much if I go to a, a coffee house, I know what I'm getting into. If I go to a dive bar, I know what I'm getting into. Well, so, and to, that's and that's our whole thing is we don't care and we won't call you out if you rate it based on what you're walking into. You don't walk into a dive bar expecting Morton Steakhouse. You don't walk into or having, Mr. Paul's Chop or House. Or having 18-year-old McAllen on the shelf at like right. a stop spot in Ferndale. Right. Just, you know. Yeah, you don't walk into Mr. Paul's Chop House and then bitch about the lack of vegan options. Yeah, they got shrubbery for you outside to chew on. Have a great time. <laughs> um, like that's that's the stuff. That, or like, and, and honestly, and then there's just the who has time for this shit? Like people that are leaving one star Yelp reviews for a friggin' Starbucks or a McDonald's or Those a are people that a, hate their lives. There's hundreds on the airport. So if you like conceivably, <laughs> so, so hear me out. Like if you leave her, like there's a restaurant across the street, Domino's pizza and it sucks balls. And you're like, don't ever go there. And you're trying to do like a PSA or trying to tell someone, Hey, watch out for this place. The airport, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like you're you're stuck in that. You, like, where are you going to go? I'm going to fly out to Oakland Air now because I read a review on DTW. It's like, because you're so stupid. And then you get random restaurant reviews at the airport. Like, we did a three-part series on the airport. I was shocked the shit people wrote complaining and whining. What exactly is there? To, I mean, well, I mean, I guess I could come up with a lot of stuff to complain about at the airport but what were the petty like reviews like oh there was exactly? a hair on a breadstick um <laughs> like the service was bad it's like well no shit yeah you know i In got a plastic airport, fork. there's a well, thousand people there <laughs> right you think you like it's like going to a, a hospital cafeteria wondering why the salisbury steak wasn't cooked medium to your, to your liking D- didn't south park do an episode about this where, where they had uh yelp reviews oh totally th- th- that was our theme song but we got worried that it would get taken down because, you know. Copyright. Yeah. yeah. So get yourself ready for some boogers. And, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Man. Well, say, I think I've only personally left like one one-star review on a place. And that was because I was there for four hours. Bartender brought us drinks one time. We had to wait 45 minutes between the waitress to even come to our table. And then we'd order like... Just we started just ordering like three drinks a person at a, at that point. So you're like, well, by the time they get back, I'll be finished with three drinks, you know. And she like she wanted us to carry it all ourselves with our hands. <laughs> like, oh God! Do you guys not have trays? And she's like, oh, here you go, and gave me a tray and wanted me to carry it to our table. And I'm like, you know, we're not leaving you. Then a you got tip, tip right? No, you know, I think I think our favorite part about the because uh, we did a three part series on the airports. Yeah. On the airport. The, my, I think our favorite part was that people were leaving reviews at the wrong places. Right. Like people were leaving reviews for the airport based on the restaurants. They were leaving reviews of the restaurant based on the airport. And they were re- leaving restaurant reviews of the airlines based on the restaurant or the air, or the airport. Which again makes me think like no one – there's the stupidest – and the worst, the worst areas are like the trendiest, the hotspot areas with the nicest places. Birmingham, Royal Oak, Rochester Hills. You know, like downtown Detroit, like Corktown, like the places that have the nice restaurants that are the busiest get the worst reviews. Hmm. And it's funny because like those those shitholes in between, like those 
you know. You know why, Bob? Because nobody's there? Because Justice League. Ah, they want to be first? I, I, I'm, I'm not with the crowd. I, I loathe this. People, Aren't I cool? People that complain about the, like, the crowd or like, because there was a cheesesteak place on 14 in Southfield that was awesome. You oh, my go, God, that place was amazing. Pats and Geno's. They got it pretty damn close for just being like in the, but people bitched because it was in the, like a Quiznos, like look and feel. Uh-huh. Far they, too clean and corporate looking. Yeah, corporate looking. That was like a thing. And I was like, wait, isn't that good? Would you rather yeah. it dirty and grimy yeah. and nasty? And it, and, it like- clo- and it closed down. It's like, that's a damn shame because you whiny assholes couldn't just let something be, right? I would seek this place out and go eat there because it was that good. And I'm, and I'm fat, so trust me, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that winers are, are bad because they shut down, uh, you know, certain establishments that perhaps don't deserve to be uh, to be shut down. I'm just and unfounded things that, whining. Unfounded, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Like if you have a place that just sucks all day, I'm fine with that. Uh-huh. But like whining about the crowd, like that's what that was. Blackfin's ultimate demise was. Oh, it's Douchebag well, Central, and it that got and branded. Ever-increasing lease rates. Well, the lease rates right. <laughs> Last time I went to Blackfin, it was just like, there was like, you could tell that someone probably was getting date raped there, and there was just these douchebag-looking guys that just circled the bar like sharks the whole time. I laughed so hard. <laughs> See, I, no, but that's what it was. Like that, and then here's the thing: like, because we've got we've done our events there since 2008, seven, yeah, um, eight, yeah, and it and it like like our events were from five to nine. And you knew that, like at about eight thirty, the pop collars were going to start creeping up. Douchebags rolling um, in. By about like nine thirty, ten o'clock, you'd start to hear the mating call of the wild blonde. And the oh whole my place god, smells I'm so like wasted. <laughs> um, and it was like, and it, and it got a little Jersey Shore-ish. But but that's... I DJ there for four years on Saturday nights, and I freaking loved it. Because well, it you was know, a fun time. It was a fun if you time. took it for what, what it, it was, right? Which is what it was. That was the point. It was Wild Woody's two thousand and fourteen. Right. You know, it was, you know. But it's like the the ones that go to like yeah, what's your vegan options at places that are at barbecue slows. houses, right? <laughs> um, or going to vegan places and just asking for just it's it's crazy. We need demands. to we need to start going to vegan places and asking them how their what's ribs your, are. What's your meat option yeah. today? What's your meat option today? Yeah, how's your fillet? Um, <laughs> do you have any barbecues? Um, but like, just I don't know what your expectations are in life. And because you're going to a Starbucks, you're paying $5 for a 17-word coffee drink. Doesn't, you know, if it takes a minute and a half longer and they spelled your name wrong, who gives a shit? Move on with your life. Well, the, the thing, like, this might be, like, odd to you guys because my show I'm, is called American Wire. I've never once left a uh, Yelp review of any kind. I don't, even if I did, I, I would assume that nobody would read it. The only people that would read it would be people would like be you us. guys us. that are looking <laughs> to mock you. you know? right. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to lie. I like to regularly check in on Dick's Last Resort reviews just because you know at least like a hundred times a week there's someone who ate there who is mad that the waitresses and waiters were mean and to them. didn't get it. I'm like, at do the, you uh, not understand the, the concept of, America, of this place? I love going to the one in Mall of America. It's a ride. It's like going to a – being right in the middle of a stand-up routine and – um and every time you walk in, the girl at the front goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to sit at the bar. And she goes, just remember, service was sarcasm. And I'm like, oh, my God. And it just you got that one guy that tries to be funny back, and then everybody gags up on him, and it's an absolute, it's the most fun it's time. It's literally the, watching a murder. It's glorious. I went to the one in Chicago in 2009, and I was actually underwhelmed. Like I, they, I felt like they weren't mean enough. 
to me. Uh, it was it, they were probably bored or something. Usually they were pretty good, or or they got beat down so hard by tourists that don't get it. Because Ed Debevix was like that. Yeah. Ed Debevix ultimately shut down. I think people didn't get it. Huh. You know, well, there's a lot of viral videos place. where it's like this is the worst waitress ever in the whole world, and I'm like, they're dicks. It's called dicks. They're dicks. Like, well, there's a viral video going out about Ed Debevix, and it was like, this is the most rudest waitress ever. But they and did. That's it to, why they hired. But her. they did it to be viral, and then he said, oh, by the way, they're supposed to act like that, like like underscore it's underscore fine print. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, like the the, the whiners about. Don't get me wrong. We like we like to complain about stuff, but like right now, what I hate the whining about whining, the people bitching about like comic book movies. It's at an all time high. The, the oh fact that there's gosh, too many, or like what? no, no, that well, it's not good enough. If they pick apart the stuff, like Aquaman wasn't cool enough. I've seen people go on like two hour rants about things that are wrong with each and every single movie. Like per movie, they'll go on a two hour rant. Oh well, they didn't include this, this, and this. I'm like, did you see it? Did like, you I at least enjoy it a little? I don't think the twenty something year old crowd under quite understands. Well, like Dave and I went through with the Flash Gordons and Superman 78. And the giant orange seahorse. Right. And like Super <laughs> Friends. And like that was – those were our super – and Captain America uh, with the cheesy motorcycle helmet looking like Evil Knievel, right? Well, and Linda I, Carter, I, Wonder Linda Woman. Linda Carter, yeah. Wonder Woman. That's what we grew up with. So seeing the stuff that exists today – you damn kids was, today! No, you don't I was know. just talking about what this we had to deal with with the guy with these guys yesterday about how like what it would be like to be a kid and 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 witnessing all of these this incredible influx of superhero movies. Even like you know you brought up Justice League earlier. I saw Justice League and I hated it. I would love an awesome Justice League movie, but that didn't do it for me at all. And and if you guys liked it, then that's fine. Totally but, liked but, it. But for I me, it was it. just, it, it didn't do it. It was too See, much. I think there's a thing in society right now where it means you, like, you can't like episode one. Like as soon as it comes out, like a couple people don't no, like ep- it. episode one sucked. Let's be clear. Did not. It absolutely sucked. There was a bunch of stuff that was awesome. Man. Yeah, it, it launched a the Nintendo 64 console with a video game. That's what came out of it. Right, it was that, awesome. that was a great game. That was, and that's all, that, that's period, the end. The only good thing that happened. <laughs> like, you know, and I get if you didn't like B versus S because of the Martha scene. And I, 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 Martha. I get that. But these movies are like, are like I don't know what you wanted out of, like not to defend it, but like Justice League, was, it was pretty awesome. It was my problem with it was it was very clear that they had started it with one director and then Joss Whedon came in and added a bunch of quips and and just it it was a mess to me. I wanted to like it. I like I said I would love those movies are a mess though. Avengers is a giant mess. Yeah, and Justice League has so many different characters that they're introducing too that they have to do their introductions in the meetup. That's a lot of ground to cover before you can get to the main part. That's why it's pissing me off. Not production values, not any of that crap, is that it's becoming the TV show Lost. Like, I'm so happy I never got into that damn TV show because it became not just watch the TV show. It was, oh, go to our website and find the hidden video. Go buy the Entertainment Weekly and find the hieroglyph. And Now, dude, you can't just watch the movies. And now there's like there's eight Netflix series, four things on CW and like nine other movies you got to watch before you can watch a movie. And it's I'm like, the, I just want to watch the movie. It's the loot crates on Battlefront 2. It can is. play Vader for crying out loud? Right. You know, no. Damn it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, but the kids but like, nowadays are so spoiled with the uh, with see, the. It's like, what would that have been like to see the the Avengers? You know, uh, the first Avengers movie as as a yeah, twelve year old. But Aquaman you know? was a was a he was he was a laugh. He was a the human punchline in Super Friends with his stupid orange shirt, and he rode the purple seahorse. And you, you talk to fish. You're right. You talk, <laughs> right. I'm glad they mocked him about it, but like, dude, Aquaman's pretty badass. Like the way they and, and Wonder Woman, dude, that's. That was pretty awesome, I thought, in Justice League on how they tied, like, you know, usually, like, right now it's getting to the point, like, and I'll, I'll rant about this, it's getting to the point in these superhero movies where everyone is ultimate Armageddon. Like, whatever happened to, like, hey, um, someone stole, like, a, a thing from the museum and we got to get them. Now it's like, you have, like, apocalypse. World's going to end again. Yeah, right? yeah. This guy got unearthed in apocalypse. The wor- I mean, the worst movie of all time was Suicide Squad. That that was the that, biggest bag oh, of dick. Yeah. It couldn't that have been any sucked. worse. Because that one, you want to talk about stuff not making sense. Justice League at least assembled after they said there's some shit going on. Suicide Squad was like, let's assemble. And while they're assembling, shit happened. And it's like, wait a minute. The timing could have been. You know. Well, you know, as a guy that deals with contingency plans day in and day out, I mean, I can understand. Hey, just in case shit. Let's have this team. No ready. one, no one implements a DR strategy. Like in three hours later, shit breaks. It doesn't work like that. You're hoping that it breaks in like three years. Or like, thank God I put the DR strategy in. Um, disaster recovery. If you're not IT, sorry. Um, but like that's the thing that gets me with these these superhero movies. It's, it's like they're trying. Like everything's world ending. Everything's the apocalypse. Like just make you can't and you can't dumb it down now. It's it's gotten to the point now. Everything. Like, well, it's, it's why, dude, it's why 24 lost me. Like, dude, season one, episode one of the show. Pooped? No, season he one, episode one of traffic? 24, I was all in. Had me hooked. Great show. And then, and then they announced season two, and I'm like, yes, I'm in. Sweet. Then they announced season three, and I'm like, man, how many world-ending days am I supposed to believe that one – MF and guy has for the next six weeks. Well, it's like he the star boop, sleeps. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Have you yeah. guys seen the Defenders on Netflix? I watched the first three. It's yeah, Jessica Jones yeah. and Iron Fist, Iron and, Fist and a bunch of others. Daredevil. If you hadn't seen like their individual TV shows before you watched the Defenders, you're so confused. Well, that's what Dave was. Just and it's saying. like yeah. they go from like regular street crime fighting to all of a sudden, oh look, it's another apocalypse. We have to blow up this gigantic skyscraper. And I'm Here like, how did you escalate again. from that to that in ten shows? I'm so confused. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, like with this, the Marvel series, like they've got so many different layers of things going on now. Like the Defenders are supposed to be these street level superheroes, where, and the Avengers are like the national team. Well, it's like they even have Defenders fighting off like this. (laughs) They're the local franchise. Potential (laughs) apocalypse, too, now. And I'm like, does it have to be that extreme every time? (laughs) The Avengers was enough to keep up with. Like I said, it's kind of like. the the parademons and there's like a million of them and all you do is like punch kick punch kick punch kick in this like circle it's like that becomes that staple scene in these super right. movies and like the next one you have guardians you have doctor strange like you got everybody and there's like how are you gonna like you want to talk about cramming shit in two hours like what well that's it's gonna be you look at that cast and you're just like god the cast alone is like a billion dollars worth of like, celebrities why, why were the sentinels not enough yeah, right. Like the Sentinels in and of themselves were badass enough to carry that arc for years. Right. 
in we, the comics. We might find out if because if Disney buys Fox, then they'll. Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> and I got trashed on uh, our podcast because I was bitching about Spider Man with a Stark suit on the last on Homecoming. Oh, you didn't like that? No, totally didn't. And they're like the guy trashed me. Like you didn't read the like this year's comic. Clearly, you didn't no. read. The <laughs> no, I didn't read the effing comic. And then I look it up and I go, "There's like 53 suits." I go, "To me, Spider Man is organic web shooter." Like. You know what I, mean, I, I like have about to say, the new Spider-Man, Spider, yeah. though? The new Spider-Man, I did like how they tied in. Was it Avengers Age of Ultron? I, I don't even care, because here's the thing. I liked I'm, how they tied that in. And I'm that's, tired of Spider-Man getting rebooted. Nice. Yeah, And I'm tired of him getting younger every effing time. He like, does. on what planet is Marissa Tomei Aunt May? Like, why is Aunt May effable? She's an old lady. Yeah, she's Aunt May. She's Aunt right. May. She's the one that, yeah. Because what, what's next? Like, it's going to be like the kindergarten playground. And now she's playground. like hot older sister, right. May. And it's just, it is weird. And also, yeah, Spider-Man keeps getting younger and younger. Like, we don't need a Benjamin Button here, okay? Find someone and work with it. He was <laughs> bitten by a radioactive spider Like, how many times do we have to redo the, his intro story? Like, his making up. Like, how many yeah. times does this kid have to get bit by a spider? No, and, and I'm not going to lie. I, I, um, I never read the comic. I didn't know who the character was. But Fancy Robocop in Justice League was awesome. Uh, uh, cyborg. Cy- thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I thought, Fancy I thought, Robocop. They, they, made, they made his. I thought it was cool. I, that character was cool as hell. He um, was. He was supposed to be like the center of the movie originally in the yeah. original screenplay. He, he was supposed to sort of revolve around him. But like, that's the thing. Like when people say like they're mad about the stuff, like Wonder Woman and like Aquaman, they, they're like they're cool now. They were never cool. Yeah, they were the throwoffs. I will say that yeah. When I saw Jason Momoa as Aquaman, I thought, wow, this might actually work. This this is like a this is a great way of going about it, you know. And it wasn't his fault that the movie was terrible. It was because it was. Like there's that one scene where he saves that one dude, and then he walks out onto the the pier, and he's drinking the the whiskey, and what the white stripes is playing, and then it's like it's like what the fuck just happened? Where did that you know? I feel like great, so great story. Going to segue between the, the two conversations we've had so far. So we're hanging out uh, at Motor City Comic Con with Billy Zabka, Johnny Lawrence from the Karate Kid. Okay, and like to us, like that was we were getting the pen alt, like we were getting the ultimate conversation, like we were getting all the dirt. From all the 80s movies that we loved and, and all his stuff. And so he's, we're having this great conversation and having, having a lot of laughs. And like this random dude walks up to him and he goes, Billy, Billy, we're taking off. We're going up to the room. Come on up. Ah, screw you guys. I'm hanging out with these guys. Grab a shot. Jason Momoa, who at the time it had just, it was just announced that he was going to be Aquaman in Batman versus Superman. He was like three, he was 300 he guys. Was still at that Cal, point. Yeah, he was Khal Drago, like basically. Yeah. That's how you know him. And uh, he comes up and he's like, Billy. We're going up to the room. It's God, man, dude, screw this you. Dude, this dude is like the six foot seven, oh, like just chiseled, giant, just mountain of a man. <laughs> and Zapka's like, nah, screw you. Grab a shot. Hang out with these guys. Grab a drink. We're having a great time. I just think it's funny. He knows the karate kid. I, that's that's not a connection I would make. You know, honestly, it's the Comic Con circuit. Because uh-huh. like, and, the, and, yeah. the, and then and then Brittany Daniel walks up and like runs her hands through Zapka's hair and goes, Billy. We're going to go up to the room now. And he's like, hey, guys, it's been a lot of fun, but I got to go. <laughs> the Comic-Con people find out real quick who the partiers are and they hang out together. Like this past year, we were with uh, Jesus from Walking Dead. Oh, and, he was so cool. And the pink Power Ranger and Zach McGowan, who is Jody on Shameless. And he's in all every like every pirate and apocalypse movie or series on like the WB. What, what was Amy Jo Johnson like? The pink Power Ranger. <laughs> um, she's no, a nice girl. No, no, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's be honest. We have a friend here on podcast Detroit named Jimmy McKnight. He hosted the Ninja Starship podcast, which was all about Power Rangers. To say he's a Power Ranger stalker would 
be be a polite understatement, but Jimmy's one of the nicest, coolest people you ever meet in your life. He's genuine. Like he wasn't like, <laughs> hi, you know, hi, whatever the hell her name is, um, Amy, Amy, and then um, so. Jimmy pulled the worst gaffe of the history of gaffes. Like he would, it made Joe Biden happy that Jimmy took him over as the gaffe of the, the worst gaffe ever. Um, cause Amy Joe, Jamie Joe Johnson sees us and Dave waves her over and she, Hey, we just interviewed you. Just want to say hi. And Jimmy's like, hi. Uh, is, and he like stutters. Total and goes, vapor locked. He goes, yeah. this is my girlfriend. She's six months pregnant. And she goes, I'm four. And then she looks at us. He goes, Awkward, like steers away. <laughs> like, oh my god, you blew it, Jimmy. Oh, <laughs> he quit doing the Power Rangers podcast. I don't know if it's because of like that. two weeks later, yeah, right. Was, yeah. Um, but no, she was cool. She was. Uh, she wanted it to be the karaoke to be the Amy Jo Johnson concert, which is fine. She's like, she wants to be a singer now, which whatever. I did not know that. Yeah, I yeah. heard that. But yeah, I, I had a crush fun. on her before I knew what a crush was. Like, she's was, all like, she's like, five see that, foot. and that's Kelly LeBrock for us. Uh, okay. <laughs> see, go. once I found out Amy Jo Johnson was like, I'm 6'3", and I'm a big dude, and she's five foot even, like a bag of nothing. I was like, oh, you can have her. I'm done. Like, <laughs> not saying I had a shot. <laughs> what? <laughs> How magnanimous of you, yeah. Robert. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that was even funnier when we saw her and uh, I can't. Can I say this one? Uh, I, we, no, I would no, not I put would, that out there yet. Yeah, no. right, never mind. Edit that out. Because <laughs> I know exactly where you're going. Edit no, that out. Yeah. No, no, you didn't say it. It was no, just our, say yeah, it. our new story. Right. Yeah, it's not our story to tell. All right. Well, we're we're coming up on the end here anyway, so uh, so that that actually kind of works out. Um, but uh, guys, thanks so much for coming on. Like I said, this was the easiest show I've done so far. I barely <laughs> had to talk, so I, I love that. Um, no, but, you know what? I wish we had Mark Pants on this because he wasn't even. Like, you know what I hate? God, <laughs> why are there so many different kinds of cheese? You know what? And damn that asshole for being dead. <laughs> yeah, Seriously, like so, something just popped up in my memories of like the three of us somewhere. That was the funniest line in the airport episode. He was doing the Andy Rooney shtick. <laughs> if you ever want to laugh, listen to that episode. Like those three episodes and worst meatball sandwich ever. Like, and then uh, oh, there's a new comedian out. Uh, he's like a. Uh, oh my god! What the hell is it? Orny Adams? Yeah, uh, he just had a sh- uh, Showtime special, and he's like the modern day Lou Black. Uh-huh. Bitches about too many flavors of Tide and water. You know, just totally out of that. Kids like, today are fat, lazy, yeah. and lazy and fat. Right. <laughs> but if you want a guy that's like a great ranter, bitching about everything, and you know, that's it's a classic for this uh, for this show. All right. It's Orny Adams. He just did a Showtime special. Look him up on YouTube. I'll do some research. I think, think there's a whole show's on YouTube. I think we listened uh, to it when we were on a road trip. But yeah. Cool. Uh, one one guy I think that would be good is uh, Mike Clark doing Mr. Stress from uh, from right. uh, Drew and Mike. Yep. That'd be a good. Uh, but I don't. I think he, he. Something went wrong with his voice in the past year. Like he uh, had to have surgery I've or heard. something. So. But anyway, uh, guys, again, thank you so much for no, coming thank on. You, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, Fun time. And uh, and I'll see you, you know, I'll see you around. So. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we'll cross paths. We know where to find you. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, I will be back uh, next Wednesday, and um, I will talk to everybody then. This is American Winer on podcastdroit.com. Thanks for joining us.